Welcome to the KLE Podcast with your host, Sean Smith. Encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. Well, here we go. Good morning and welcome to the KLE Discussion with Sean and Steve. This is Friday. Um, and this is the appointed day. And it actually is Friday. Today is Friday. Is Friday. <laughs> and it is nearly our appointed time. So um, Steve and I, as usual, have been in our discussion. And now it's time to hit the record button and say, <laughs> hey, join us um, as we are talking about relationships within the context of the, uh, the church. And um, well, you know, a couple of things I think of, first off, when I think of church, immediately people's mind thinks of a building or an institution organization. And, you know, that is exactly where the problem lies. So we try right. and have a relationship, Steve, with an organization or with a denomination. We've got a deeper relationship with our denomination, our institution, our organization um, than we do with each other. Right. That's true. Yeah, because I'm going to defend that organizational structure or that group more than I'll defend a certain particular person I have a relationship with. Exactly. And even though I may not have a, a relationship with the leader or the the one who is doing the whole thing, I'm going to defend that whole structure, including him or her, because yeah. that's what I'm here to defend. I, I'm not. I have a relationship with that. Um, innate object as opposed to as opposed to the person yeah so uh, but like you said earlier we we have a tendency to uh i guess it is that religion thing it seems like it is that religious thing because we have this certain form or format that we feel like we have to follow all the time if we're not following that it's not a meeting uh if we're not following that it's not a relationship if we're not, you know, it's like we put all the, we like to put parameters on things and little, so we can define it somehow. Yeah. And uh, we have a rough time uh, operating even in a relationship by faith or by, um, by just giving your heart to, to that particular relationship or that person um, to, to, to be invested in it enough to find out what their heart is. That's right. Well, and that's the thing is, so, you know, as long as, and that's why I posted, you know, as long as we are, the relationship is negotiable as right. far as how much I'm prepared to give, how much, and I'm giving, I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about in, right. in myself, my soul, how much I'm prepared to give of myself um, to the relationship in transparency, in authenticity, in, in uh, you know, transparency is the right word, just being real about who I am, my struggles, my weaknesses, um, and my victories, and, you know, how I see things, my perspective, etc., without feeling insecure about it. But, right. the, you know, if we, if we withhold ourselves in that, we never have the capacity or the ability to, in fact, make disciples or to influence people or to engage them so we can equip them and, and, uh, and, um, and empower them, you know, it's just, right. it doesn't happen. In fact, uh, 
somebody from somewhere, uh, I won't mention who it is, but somebody, you know, contacted me and said, the, the pastor says that he, he is an apostle, and therefore he doesn't have relationships with anybody in the church. It's, that's not his thing. And I just, well, you know, then he shouldn't be there, you know, is that if he doesn't <laughs> have relationships, you know. And, right. uh, no, you know, the, 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 the hirelings, basically, you know, those right. my associate pastors, you know, right. they, they're the ones that build the relation, not me. You know, I, and right. right there, I get worried about that person's, you know, because they're obviously hiding something, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so they're hiding the insecurities or they're hiding something. They don't want people to see. They don't want people to know. Um, there's no reality there to that thing. You know? Right. So, Paul himself said, my, you are my seal of apostleship in the Lord. Right. Uh, they should be able to look at you and your life and tell whether or not I was sent by God. So it's not a, it, it has nothing to do with my title. Um, and maybe that's the issue is because uh, we were talking earlier about roundtable discussions, you know, just about having a roundtable. Uh, the old King Arthur method, you know, where you have a roundtable and all the knights get around it, you all lay your swords down and uh, everybody then, um, you know, has are equal at that table. They have an equal part. They have an equal say. They have an equal, but but a lot of times in our in our customary formats in what we do how we operate we have a tendency to, to everybody still knows who's king <laughs> and they're going to wait for, yeah and we're going to because it's his thing it's his table it's his whatever and we're going to abide by whatever it is he says it we have a rough time shaking that that whole idea of this is that person's kingdom as opposed to the kingdom of God. And so it's a, it's a struggle uh, with us in our culture. And I don't know whether it's just culture, or if that's just the way we've learned it. Uh, we've made our own little culture. No, we have, we have, it's like every corporation, every corporation develops a, a culture based upon the kind of, not the values they state. There's a difference between that's the true. values that we declare and the values that we actually live right so many times you know a, a a chairman or the ceo and the board you know of of c-suite board will declare these are our organizational values but when you get into the organization and you spend enough time there they're actually living and behaving and thinking a different set of values and that actually forms the the um, culture of that organization right and that can be worldwide it, it just you know it just begins to permeate everything permeate there's that nice word again as leaven you know as leaven permeates everything i heard something the other day and just sort of hopping onto a little stepping stone here um off the path but um then your belief system <laughs> i love this is that because, you know, guys go, I don't believe that I believe this, you know, but right. the, your true belief system that in fact affects your thinking and your, then your behavior and then your habits is in your subconscious. It's in the soul realm right. subconsciously. And so it, it, um, it's not, it's a program thing. That's why the, Romans chapter 12, 2 talks about 
don't be conformed, but be transformed right. by the renewing of your mind. You've got you've got to re reprogram the way you think. And, and because you've got to reprogram your subconscious mind, the word is the only thing that can go in there and divide that up. And so um, I'm coming back back onto our path now. The problem is, is that we subconsciously hold certain values, certain models, certain things that is part of our belief system that we've been trained in and experienced, and etc. And and mentored in many times without us realizing it. We've been influenced right. like that. So now when, when a different model is pre presented, is like, I can't change the paradigm. Right. And that's what paradigm is, Steve. That's, yeah. that's what I see. Yeah, because we're going to automatically do what we subconsciously or way deep down inside believe. Yes. Whatever we've exactly. been formed like, that's what we're going to do. Exactly. So whenever we're stuck into a situation, automatically that's what's going to come out. Yes. Um, we were part, you and I were part of a, a group together uh, of guys that um, uh, operated a certain way. And I remember several meetings before the big meetings, you know, where we had international, you know, people come from all over the place. Uh, we would sit down as our smaller group. And uh, it was told to us that, well, this is what the people are going to know that we're doing or think we're doing, but actually we're doing this. So there was a current or a subcurrent. There was a there was a, um, a flow underneath the flow, so to speak. Um, and um, uh, everybody's going to think that we're subject to or we've come under this particular person or this particular whatever. But actually, I won't have anybody over my gift or my anointing. So thereby, I will not submit to that. So that's what went on behind the scenes. But everybody else saw this other thing because that's what we're teaching. Yeah. You know, because we gotta we gotta demonstrate what we're teaching, but yet this was the undercurrent. This was what was actually happening. And um what's what's odd is that um even though it would tweak you kind of funny inside whenever you'd hear that because it didn't sound right. Uh, we had a tendency to go ahead and cover that and um, do the best in best of our ability to defend it. Um, because it was not, even though it was intended to be Knights of the Round Table, never was. You know, because we knew who the king was. We knew whose, whose table it was. Uh, and like you said earlier, if you, if you did not agree with the king, you would be cut off didn't matter what it was so uh and you would find yourself without a seat at the table and and it's not that you strive for the seat at the table it's just if it's given to you it can be taken away <laughs> so i i giveth and i taketh away you know <laughs> blessed be blessed the, name be the, of the king <laughs> yeah blessed be the king uh you know what's funny we sing songs about that too you know blessed be the name of the lord you know, he gives and takes away. He gives and takes away that even though it's in the scripture, it's not true. You know, that's what's weird. We sing these songs that are not that are not the nature of our father, even though it says it in Job. It was said by one of his comforters that was trying to get him to deny God. Yeah. And and, you know, he the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, you know, and you're going. 
wait a minute. Yes, that's in scripture, but no, it's not true. He doesn't do that. That's not his nature. That's not how he operates. So anyway, it's just, it's just weird. The stuff that we've done, uh, we continue to sing these songs. We continue to do these things and then cover it all up. Like, well, this is something the Lord gave me. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, who can argue with that now? You see, the yeah. Lord revealed to me, you know. I just yeah. sense I sense God saying, you know, or right, right. It's just immediately we do that. And you know, I <laughs> I ministered in Malawi once and, and uh, some guys came and sat there and, and I read them that scripture where it says, um, and he says that he speaks as the oracles of God, but he speaks not of me, you know. And and uh yeah, Jeremiah, where's yeah, that at? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's Jeremiah, yeah. And I mean, the, the, the pastors just put their heads on the table and just began to weep. You know? They just, um, yeah. So it's it's uh, it's challenging that you know, let him who speaks speak as the oracles of God, but yeah, make sure it's Peter. the oracle of God. Make sure it's not your oracle. That sounds like a Steve joke. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true because. We can say it's the kingdom of God. We can say it's all this. We can say it's all that. Uh, we can say, thus saith the Lord. But it's our perception of what we think mm. as opposed to as opposed to what God is saying. Uh, um, I was just rehashing some things this morning when I awakened. And I was seated in the throne room, um, you know, just doing uh, th thinking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we get the picture. But anyway, we... <laughs> And I was thinking about Ezekiel 3, and it talks about how, how Ezekiel, God told him, I want you to eat this scroll, eat this roll. And so he did it, put it in his mouth, and it was sweet and everything else. Then he says, now I want you to really eat it. I mean, put it way down in there. So he ingested it and filled his bowels with it, his belly with it. And uh, then it says, he went out. Uh, God says, I want you to get up and go to the house of Israel. They won't hear you. Uh, I mean, they won't hear me, so they won't hear you either. So don't worry about it. You know, just go and, and speak to them. So anyway, it says he went out in bitterness and the heat of his spirit. He went to the river Kibar and he sat where they sat and dwelt where they dwelt until seven times passed over him. In other words, until he entered to a place of rest, he was no longer in bitterness he was no longer in the heat of his spirit. And then the Lord spoke unto him and said, I've set thee as a watchman over the house of Israel. Now get thee up, hear the word of my mouth and speak to them of me. So don't go out in the heat of your, don't go out in bitterness. Don't go out in the heat of your spirit or whatever it is you've seen or whatever it is you just ate. <laughs> hear the word at my mouth and speak to them of me because they need to hear what I say not what you think about it. Yeah. Exactly. I don't need to give you a piece of my mind. Yeah. But the thing is, Steve, is that when the paradigm is wrong, we filter everything we hear. That's right. Yeah. And we culture. default. We default to that. We do. That's why that's why God is constantly on that thing. You know, the out of the abundance of the heart, the, the mouth speaks, the and the word heart there is mind, not right. Not blood pump or or even core it's it's that conscious subconscious area so and then in, as a man thinketh in his heart not just right. think 
But as a man thinketh in his heart, the source of it, it's that very depth, you know, right. so is he. And so we, you know, we wonder why people are still acting like they always act and doing like they always do and, and think they're right. Well, right. because they've never shifted. They've never had that shift on the inside, you know. Something I noticed about myself, and this is just, once again, this is being transparent. This is you and me talking. Other people may happen to get in on it, but that's all right. I was, I'm a member of a bunch of different groups in, um, on, on um, social media, okay? I've been asked to be a moderator of quite a few of them. So, you know, I get on there and allow or disallow who comes in, who goes out, you know, uh, whatever they're speaking, they've asked me to kind of help watch for the doctrinal issues and stuff like that. I, I thought about it last night and I thought I've been taken so far away from who I am and what I do by doing that. My purpose in Christ is to find out what, like, for instance, what you're called to do and help equip you to do that. Not, not be sidetracked by all these other things that are going on. It's like, it's like a magpie with a bunch of glittery things out there, you know, Ooh, that's pretty, that's shiny, you know, and you run after that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, look a squirrel. So, you know, you, you're always, you're always looking at all this stuff and I'm thinking, man, I'm wasting, I'm wasting time doing a lot of this stuff that, that isn't Christ. It isn't, it isn't who I am and what I was called to do. Maybe somebody else is called to do that, but my whole thing is not necessarily to reach the masses. Mine is to find out, to get, to get with those guys that are put with me, invest my life in them. And when I leave this earth, at least I've left a legacy of Christ in somebody. And hopefully brought them more into the fullness and stature of Christ than before they met me. That's my objective. And you can't, going back to what we talked about first, you can't do that without relationship. Most of social media, there is no relationship. Well, I got my opinion, you got yours, no big deal. But, but like you said, you know, you and Michelle were talking about just relationship. We can talk into each other's lives and every time we do, we speak different things, but it brings, it brings us up to that next level. Every time we talk, it brings up, well, for me anyway, maybe not for you. I, I may not edify you all the time, but it brings us to that next level in Christ, you know, sure. because that's our objective. It's not our objective in that. It's just, that's as a bone to another bone, the, a bone only grows toward the joint. And it says that the body's only as strong as that, which every joint supplieth so if that's the case even in our natural body the the bone only grows toward the joint so it's whenever i join you're joined to somebody else you have that it says knitted and compacted together by that which every joint supplieth then there says thereby this because now you're joined to somebody you begin to have because you're joined fitly joined you begin to have that nutrition or that nutrients where is that that's in colossians isn't it? and because of that then it says it ministereth yeah because there's some 
because out of that, out of that growth, out of that life, out of that marrow, out of that stuff that you get together, uh, you begin to grow thereby and it ignites, some, like you said earlier, it ignites something in you that then you're able to give that out because now it's become a part of who you are. And you can't do that just with this, this head knowledge stuff. You can't do that with just, because uh, um, if I give you head knowledge, you can never go above who I am. It says a, 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 a student never goes above his teacher or his master. Yeah. So if that's the case, if I just tell you something I know, you will get what I know, but you'll never go beyond that. But if I impart to you the very spirit of life that Christ has given me, then you will get a double portion of it automatically because that's just the way the kingdom of heaven works. He's a multiplier. Yeah. And if I impart to you that spirit of life in it, you're going to have double of what I got of that same thing. Yeah. So that's a, that's a powerful, powerful tool. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and that's the thing. I, you know, what, I'm thinking when you're talking, I'm, I was thinking now of, of Jesus, you know, is that, his focal point when he started his ministry was the relationship. But right. he never negotiated that relationship. He would say, follow me, and that was it. Right. It wasn't negotiable, it, you know, in the, in the sense of, um, well, let's see. It was either you receive me and I receive you, or we leave it at, at that. And, uh, and the, the rich young ruler was, was that in principle. I mean, Jesus gave him the same invitation right. that he gave the other 12, but he didn't take it. Right. And, uh, you know, because he, he had other distractions. So, um, and then we see the, the value of that when, when Jesus is appealing to the relationship with Peter, where, where that's the thing, you know, when you I looked at that, me. Yeah. Yes, do you love me? And it wasn't, you know, we read it religiously. That's the problem. I read it like that for years. You know, do you right. love me? Uh, yes, I love you. You know, um, yes, I do love you. You know, we'll feed my sheep. And the focus to me was more on feeding the sheep because, you know, that aligned with my gift than, right. I, than, than the actual reality of the relationship. And, and whereas religiously, if somebody betrays us or somebody doesn't comply or doesn't... Um, conform boom baby you're gone you are history you're not in my circle of of um whatever anymore you're still there he's frozen he's frozen up but you're back looks like okay. uh, you, you you were frozen oh, too. there you are you <laughs> blinked and there you are yeah you know, it's interesting because it says that uh, uh, Peter loves thou me, and he says, feed my sheep, which is, you know, we, we both know that that's uh, poimeno my sheep, or shepherd them, or find them a place of pasture, find them what they need to eat, Yeah. because each season had a certain, yeah, yeah, that there's a certain nourishment in each field, and the shepherd knew exactly what those sheep needed, okay, well, then he says, feed my lambs, that's, that's that word Bosco, which means find them their own little place of habitation, find them, find out where they feel safe, where they have that place of safety and rest and peace and nutrition. But Bosco, find them that place of habitation, find them where they can dwell, the little lambs. And I thought, you know, 
that's what Christ does to us too. He finds that place where we have that peace and rest, but he also, and that's what he did to me yesterday. You know, where is your place of peace and rest, Steve? What, what is it that I've made you to be? I want you to come back to that. Yeah. Because right now you're so scattered, you're trying to do all this other stuff, but I've actually narrowed your, this is where you, this is what pasture you need to be in right now. This is your place of habitation and you don't have to go out and do all this other stuff, even though you're invited to, even though, you know, um, just like, just like it says in Ezekiel, you know, find out you're, you're, you've been seated now by the river Kabar or Kabar. Now, now just hear the word of my mouth and speak to them of me. You don't have to do any more than that. Right. And uh, we're so much into, we, we find dignity and identity in what we do. Yeah. Significance. Yeah. Significance. That's probably a better word. Yeah. Um, because somehow, for some reason, we associate doing with being. Yeah. And it's, it, we identify with that. If I'm not doing, I don't have an identity. So, uh, to, to be able to go back now and say, I found in Christ, uh, to be found in him, this is, this is my identity. It's not in all this, the ministry or the teaching or the whatever my, my identity is in Christ. And now, now to be found in him, now I can just give him, what does he, what does he want for this time? What is he saying right now? If he's saying that, then I'll speak that. If he's not saying it, I don't have anything to say. Mm-hmm. It's like Joshua, you know, uh, are you for us or for them? He says to the angel, <laughs> I, I'm neither. Well, what, what do you mean you're for neither? I'm for the Lord. Yeah. Well, unless you go up from here, well, I don't think that was the same instance, but unless you go up from here, I am moving, you know? So uh, to just, to just come to that place of Kabar K, K with a little tiny E means to divide asunder. It's interesting that the Lord brought him to a place that divided asunder. Like you said, the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow, even the thoughts and the intents of our heart, because that's the only thing that can do it is that word of God. He comes in and separates asunder, divides asunder, the soul and spirit, joints and marrow and the thoughts. So to divide asunder, a bar at that point, or bar, bar, means to <laughs> means a long distance or a long long way so it doesn't just divide here it divides for a long distance and it says divides into two equal parts uh, is so when you divide it into two equal parts it's almost like when the days when they sacrifice it says i want you to cut the dove in asunder set up split them apart but put them back together and it says then the um what was it a smoking lamp and a burning furnace walked in between those pieces so they were identical pieces they were just put apart but they're put back together and then the spirit of the lord between those pieces is that back sorry um okay i got too much stuff open there so uh, 
Let me see if I can close it. So we lose all that? <laughs> yeah, I didn't get, we didn't get that, Steve. Um, I'm just closing some things because it's telling me I've got too much stuff open and what was that what's that i don't know it sounded like some uh, motorcycle was driving through the feed <laughs> no that's possible some of these things just don't want to close ah one more no <laughs> i need to cancel this too actually i should just so we're recording again Apologize, folks, but uh, some technical hassles on my computer. So we are back. So they're so walking they're between. So the Spirit of the Lord starts walking between the pieces, even though they're identical. They had been separated. Now they're pushed back together. And now the Spirit of the Lord walks between those pieces so he can make a distinction. Right. And now he says, now you're not going out in the bitterness or the heat of your spirit. Don't go out in that. I want you to simply hear the word in my mouth and speak to them of me. It's very simple. And um, when I was sitting on a beach in San Diego some 40-some years ago, um, I remember looking, um, well, an angel Lord appeared to me. I thought it was Christ himself. I don't know who it was. Okay, I'll just say an angel. And he said, um, I'll brief it really quick. He, he said, look down there. And I looked down to my left and I could see lights, not from just where we were in San Diego, but I could see clear down the coast of Mexico. Right. And uh, he says, I want you to tell them what I've told you. And I said, uh, man, I got to practice. I got to say, I got to practice my guitar. I got to, I got to write some songs. I got to do this. I got to study, you know, I got to fast and pray. And he says, I want you to tell them what I've told you. I said, yeah, yeah, I got to study. I got to, I got to really practice my guitar because I got to, you know, and he simply said, once again, he said, I want you to tell them what I've told you. And then he disappeared. And that has rung in my ears all these years, even last night again, <laughs> you know, just simply tell them what I've told you. You don't have to do any more. You don't have to do any less. <laughs> just hear the word at my mouth, Ezekiel 3 and speak to them of me. There's nothing, there's nothing you have to add to it. There's nothing you have to give them other than me. I want them to know me, not them know what you know. He who ministereth to you the spirit, does he do it by works of the law or he does he do it by faith? Uh, ministereth, of course, as both of us talked about before, is epicorigeo, which is the word we get choreography from. So the one who watches over the dance or the round dance but ministereth to you, I'm watching the dance of the Spirit. I'm ministering to you a person, the Holy Spirit. I'm not ministering a word, a song, uh, 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 a discourse, uh, a teaching. I'm ministering a person, the Spirit. If I don't have a relationship with the Spirit of God or with Holy Spirit, there's no way I can minister him to you. I can't do it. I'm in life. Right. Yeah, right. And we come back to, to the whole essence of relationship. I mean, that's why, because if you're trying to perform it, it's not a relationship. It's, no. It's a performance, you know. It's, it's, it's skin deep. It's, it's really um, platonic, I think is the right. word. 
you know, it's very superficial in in relationship. And, and as I said, you know, Michelle and I were talking this morning about it. And, and I said to her, I said, the thing that, and I was like, boom. Yeah. But I said, you know, I mean, I know it, but it was just like, I said to her, man, that's a topic. <laughs> As, um, that religion, religion wants you to conform and comply. And if you right. don't, you're gone. Um, whereas whereas um, a, a true spirit relationship, um, what God's put together, let no man put asunder. It's like, it's a place of, look, I might disagree with you. You know, I might... I might not even like everything that you do. I might not like the way you do it. That's got nothing to do with it. You know, well, thanks just, a lot. <laughs> <I'm done>. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else out this thing. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> but, but, you know, is this that you have, I mean, you, you just might have seasons, you know, just seasons where you're in a not a good place. You need people to lift up your arms at that point in time, not. And right. I'm not talking about, you know, it's like, oh, we're having pastors on a day. We're lifting up the hands of our pastor, you know, and everybody's saying nice things about our pastor today. And we're giving, you know, we're slaughtering him after church in the, you know, over lunch somewhere. But, you know, that decided we're lifting up his arms, you know, and he's, oh, he's crying and saying, oh, I guess I need, you know, and I love you all and all the rest of it. But, but you know, where's, where's the stuff that happens over a dining room table or in a lounge with a beep popped up or, or around a fire or, or over a Zoom call where it's just real. It's just, you know, this is me and I'm struggling with this or I'm right. having victory in this. You know, one of the things that, one of the most deceptive things that ever happened to me, I, not ever, no, I can't say that. No, it wasn't the most deceptive thing, but it was, it didn't help the foundation of my faith, of my faith walk was my pastor at that stage in time, he, he was the perfect model. You know, he would stand up, he had his three-piece suit, cowboy boots, and, uh, you know, he, he taught perfectly. And, um, you know, he had it all to, I heard God, the Spirit of the Lord led me. At, and I, it put me under such pressure to be like that. So right. when I went into ministry, and I wasn't getting them. So when I went into, when we were get in ministry, we, we moved to the coast to plant the church. I said to Michelle, Michelle, go, you know, let's go to the beach. You know, I said, what? No. I, I, I built me a little prayer room in the outside, outside little toilet there. And I put ben, made it into a bench and stuff. And I sit there and I'm going to pray all day. I was bored stiff, but I'm praying all day, you know, and, <laughs> And I'm trying because I need to be like him. And because right. he heard God and he heard exactly the name where he had to be. And, 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 you know, and everything was perfect. Of course, years later, we find out it wasn't that perfect. It was, there were things that went wrong, you know, and uh, he didn't, he did have arguments with his wife and, you know, heated arguments with his wife. And, and of course, I, subsequently I learned that he didn't know how to deal with a team, didn't know how to work with people and, and all those things. And, and so, uh, but instead of just sitting down with guys around and saying, okay, guys, you know, this is a journey. It's not, it's, it's, it's not an instant thing that you've got it all together. You know, hearing yeah. God's voice. I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the truth. I don't, I'm not the solution to everything. And, 
And yes, you know, Michelle and I, we having we we have our times, you know, but we get through it. We're still married and we're working, you know, but that's part of communicating. Let me help you. You know, this is you know, this is what I'm learning as I journey. And right. you know, that the reality of that to me is I can I, I respect that. I can I'm you know, I, I will honor that, I will be part of that, but you know, to put on something that you're not and keep the relationship this deep. And I think that's been one of my biggest I suppose that's because I'm such a relationship person. You know, I, I, I something I pursue. I didn't have it enough when growing up, but I have it now. I I pursue relationship. I I pursue relationship with my children. I pursue relationships with, with people. I, and I'm real with it. You know, I just share my heart and don't try and put on any airs and things. And they, um, and yet it's the one thing that has always been the breakdown. I mean, one guy even said to me, he said, if you don't relate to my organization, you cannot relate to me. Right. Yeah. And at that point in time, Steve, I just said, hasta mañana, baby, I'm out of here. Yeah. Because adios, I, I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, uh, I, I, I'm not going to conform for the sake of you, you know, it's just like, if you hide behind the, the organization, and I, I've got to jump hoops to get to it, nah. then there's this implicit, and that's the thing that we do, we put this implicit expectation in our, in our makeup, with people and implicit means it's not explicit in other words it's not visible it's not evident so what happens is right. we are giving people hoops to jump standards to meet conditions to fulfill to comply to conform and if they don't we remove them we're not right. we're not prepared to consider their journey their experiences their values their uh, the insights, you know, where their level, even where they are in maturity, we we're not prepared to respect that, consider that, and work with that. It's just like you either, well, one guy sat with me and he said, "Your, it's obvious your vision is not our vision." Goodbye. Right. <laughs> that was it, and I thought, you know, well, that sort of is a bit of a letdown, and that was as a young Christian. I. I it, it really affected me a lot. But the Lord spoke to me and he said, Sean, I want you to walk by faith, not by people. Right. That was early in my Christian walk. And that's why 40, you know, 40 years down the line, I'm still here. So because I don't now live by how people do it and don't but do we it. have we keep going back into it and then he he says okay now son here's here's how it goes again <laughs> this ha that happened to me just a uh well it was a few years back now i guess about six years five or six years can you hear me okay yeah yeah okay um i took a gentleman with me up to um, um a certain part of the united states and uh, we were supposed to be talking with a bunch of groups of, of different people and these were people I knew. And on the way up there, he's saying, well, you need to get them to commit to you as their spiritual father. I said, why? And he says, well, you know, because of the relational thing you need, and they will not come into a spiritual blessing unless you're able to have them commit to you as, 
as a spiritual son or, you know, daughter or whatever, and you be their spiritual father. And I said, I don't, I guess I'm not following you. He says, well, just like the guy who is I'm under would be your spiritual grandfather. I'd be your spiritual father. You would be my spiritual son. And then your sons would be my spiritual grandchildren. And because of that lineage, they would have the, um, uh, what do you call it? Inheritance of their, of their ancestors or their spiritual grandfather and their father and their whatever, you know, you would have this whole lineage, a rich heritage of inheritance. And I said, that's not even scriptural brother. I mean, we're supposed to be, uh, Christ even says, you're, you're my brother. I'm the firstborn of many brethren. He didn't say, he didn't say, Luke, I am your father. I mean, he didn't go into all that. He just said, I'm going to show you the father, but let me, let me, let me give you what I've got and let me show you who the father is so you can follow the father and follow me. Just like Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. And there's just a, there's such a warped thing that we get. And, and he just said, well, I'm an apostle of this fatherhood sonship principle um, because you don't uh, comply with that. You know, you won't conform to that. Then basically we should probably just part ways. I said, well, uh, you know, that's fine, but uh, you know, here we are on a trip, you know, to, to talk with all these different people and help them. Basically everybody that I was talking with had felt disqualified. It was 20 years after I'd been a pastor in that region. And I was going back up there to help just find out where they were at. And every place we went, they felt disqualified. They felt had no purpose, no direction. And just basically that the, that they were sitting on the bench and disqualified. So my whole thing was to tell them that Christ has already qualified them. They've been sent, well, anyway, to the kingdom for such a time as this. So, you know, that's what I was doing there. I wasn't trying to get them to commit to me. And, uh, but yet that was in the order of that particular vision and that particular um, mindset that that person had. Well, then everything everything is clouded by that vision everything so everything that was touched you know while they were up there had that imprint on it yeah. and it's it's like stepping on something your soul of your shoe your soul makes the imprint yeah and so it just it was just interesting to me how that works and and uh that's why i'm so glad that the lord brought us out of a lot of that stuff Sean, because honestly, um, even though sometimes we keep going back to that direction, just like last night, he had to say again, Steve, this is what I, I've caused you now to sit by the Reverend Kabar. And I'm dividing asunder some things again, <laughs> because I don't want you to keep leaving this same imprint of your soul wherever you walk. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm taking all that out of you. And I, I'm not doing it all at once. I'm doing it a little bit at a time so that now you're transformed into that same image and likeness uh, because you've been created this way. But now I'm I'm transforming you. I'm making you into who I need you to be so that now you'll just hear the word of my mouth and speak to them of me. So it's just 
and like I said, like you said earlier, to be transparent, to be, to be just somebody who's not trying to hide anything. Um, because most of the time we're trying to preserve ourselves when we're trying to hide something That's right. uh, or my image in your eyes. Well, yeah. eventually, because we're called to cast <laughs> down images, yeah. you're going to cast down that image anyway. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, it's like you were talking about that group, you know, is the hidden agenda, that the undercurrent agenda that was being played out behind the scenes. But, you know, people might not know what that is. Right. But, but enough sense to, to sense something is wrong. Right. And so you can deceive some of the people some of the time, but you can't deceive all the people all the time. And the longevity of what you do will be revealed. You know, it will be, it, longevity will reveal it because there won't be longevity. It won't be effective impact over a long period of time. You might get some stuff going quickly, but over a long, over a long period, it'll, it'll break down because you cannot without authentic relationships engage people. And right. what you don't engage, you can't transform. So is that we, and that's my, that's what I've been like kind of trying to say, you know, because the churches didn't like it very much. But I was saying, you've got to change your concept of how you deal with people because you're not engaging them. And if you don't engage them, you won't transform. So we right. want to transform America or whatever nation we're from, but we're not prepared to engage the nation. You know, right. so, and we're not talking about from a pulpit and, and you know, in, some big city auditorium. I'm just talking about engaging people where they are, wherever you are, wherever I am. But if we're not authentic, we'll never engage them because people are looking for authenticity. And, and you know, my, my son Jesse was saying is like, why, why is, um, what is the result of this like shallowness of relationship? And I said to him, the thing about it, what's in the spiritual is in the natural. Right. So what the church is not revealing, the world is actually living. Right. Not living, you know. So if we're not revealing, they're looking at us and going, well, if you guys treat each other like that, then why should we believe you're going to treat us any differently? And why should we believe that Christ, Jesus that you're preaching is going to be any different? Because you say you follow Jesus and that he loves you, but you can't love each other. You don't know how to build relationship with each other. And they don't say it like that, but they just, they look at us and they go, you're a joke. You know, it's just like, this is a joke. Right. You, you, you're not living like that. And that's, that's the thing is we easily smile and say hello, but behind your back, we, we're slaughtering you, you know, yeah. we gossip and, and, and kill you. And, and Jesus said, you know, that is like totally opposite to the kingdom of God. Right. Fact, they will know says, that you are Christians by your love, not by your love. Right. The commandment of the kingdom. It's the, right. the one law that governs all laws of the kingdom is, is our love for one another. And yes, you know, we don't get it right. I'm not talking about perfection. Jeez, I, you know, I've probably missed it so many times myself. And, and, and I, but I look back over the years and I think, you know, if I had to start again, how different I would have done it. You know, the right. focus wouldn't have been my gift. The focus would have been, on the relationships, if, you know, I, I was so focused on the model that had been presented to me 
And my focus in Jesus was what he did, not who he was, right. and not how he built and why he built the way he built. I, I, I it, it, it sort of, you know, but then that's what religion does is you become a blind leader or a blind follower and it just, you know, it's just like way out, out of my league. I don't get it. I don't see it. So I focus on, and that's what I was saying is like, I filtered then what I want to hear. Right. You know, the works that I do, you shall do also. And greater works than you, these shall you do. So that's all I can focus on. Uh, forget about the fact that, you know, I'm the, I'm the father of one and I'm making a place for you as a son. And, you know, and, and you got, when you see me, you've seen the father because that's how I reflect him and represent him. And go, oh, we forget or miss all of that. You know, it's just like right. we want the, the works. works. Yeah. Yes, God, you know, the greater works. Not just the works. I want to do it bigger than Jesus. You know, it's just like, oh man, oh man. So I just like now, if I if I think back, I think, I, I yeah. I, that was I, the thing that got me about last night too, when he was talking to me again, and then this morning as I awakened with this Ezekiel three thing, he uh, it was like, it was like, why do you keep trying to dance around relationship? Because there are certain people that I've given into your life or right now that you could invest your life into. Maybe it is only three, four or five people. But why can't you do that rather than looking for something else? You keep looking for something else. And I've given you these people right here. Can you bring them into the fullness and stature of Christ to the best of your ability? Can you do that? And rather than rather than trying to figure out something grandiose to do or something bigger, can yeah. you be faithful in this? Because honestly, their life is a big thing to me. That's right. This is a tabernacle. This is a temple of the most high God. It's a big deal to me. Can you do that without touching them for yourself or touching, um, um, uh, if I, you know, not building on them for, other than the way I'm building on them. Can you do it? And uh, I, I don't know how else you're going to practice. You can't practice that on a massive group of people. You've got to do it one at a time. Yeah. At least I do. I mean, I can't, I can't practice that on a, a thousand people. I've got to go back to the basics and do it one or two at a time. I mean, whatever's been given into my hand, to do it with that person, not to, and, and to start honestly, uh, you know, like you and Michelle were talking last night, you know, just to start with our wives for crying out loud. Yeah. I've come that you might have life in that more abundantly. Our children, our grandchildren. Oh and yeah. If you've got nowhere else to go, start with that. You know, it's just yeah. like, um, practice, 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 practice. On, on yeah. We're looking for something. At least I was. I was looking for something bigger. I was looking for, um, honestly, I had this filter of this is what the ministry is, or this is how it works. Still, after 40 some years, still looking at this. I don't have a platform. I don't have this. I don't have, yes, you do. You're a father to, to the three children. You know, you're a grandfather. You're, you're a husband. Can't you just do that? Yeah you know, for right now, uh, it doesn't mean that's going to be the end all. It just means, can you invest your life into those who are, who you've been given? And yes, I have maybe four or five people 
outside of that circle that are drawing on that but it's almost like it's not pushing them away it's just it's just like i'm not really investing myself into that relationship right. does that make sense yeah yeah and then you see that's that's the thing you know i think two things to me is one we've got to be committed to to relationship with people that are pursuing it but right. two, there has to be a commitment from those to pursue it and and so and i'm not talking to you know i'm just in any sphere of of whatever i mean you and i we pursue each other that's why we we still to, you know still talking after 20 years um, you know? i haven't gotten any flowers recently but uh... oh gosh i'm sorry <laughs> but it was the i say i'm just like you know <laughs> but but you know is that is that um we we need to we need to spend time with those that impart to us right and we need to spend time with those that we impart to and you know if it's as simple as your children then so be it you know we still think of over under though a lot yeah we do but i and, and i'm here to impart to you know yes. you're a bone attached to another bone it's communion it's mutual contribution of life exactly exactly but you know at the same time there's people that just recognize the maturity in you and you know right and, right and the they're good rock on experience. That. yeah and so they just want they want some of that or they 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 desire some of that but they're not committed to to getting some of it you know they I don't think they know how well and that's what I'm that's we come back to the original 5 minutes of our conversation this morning <laughs> is that is that that's exactly what it is, Steve, yeah. is that they don't know how to build relationship. You know, it's like if, I, if I look at, yeah, I don't want to, you know, this, I look at how I, I'm going to be careful on how I present it. But anyway, it's just like there's some relationships that really are intensely, that I've had the privilege that they, they draw for, and it is a two-way. Um, even right. though it's a younger relationship than me, it's a, it is a two-way thing. They, they challenge me, they confront me, they, they uh, comfort me. They've, they, they've been a, a, a source, a beacon of light in my darkest days, you know, and it's been, it's been rich. And yet, and I can see through this relationship, their maturity, starting to, you know, mushroom at a very young age, then mushrooming into with clarity and, uh, and a sense of destiny. They know exactly what they want to accomplish. And that is like phenomenal because it transcends anything that I was at that stage in time. Right, right. And yet when I've, when I've been struggling, they've prepared to sit with me and say, hey, uh, you need to think about this and you need to think about that, you know, and just that, and it's been rich. It's been, it's been rewarding, you know, so do you suppose um, that's a lot because we've thought of ourselves as orphans for so long that if I don't get it myself, I'm not going to be able, to, I won't be able to retain it. I won't be able to, it won't be mine. So I, I'm thinking of a, a, quite a few younger men right now that, that don't really have the ability or don't think about reaching out because they think, they think, well, I can get it on my own. I can get it on my, but I had another gentleman this last week, just call me up and say, look, 
I need this because you've already been through this for 30 years. Now I can get it and your ceiling will be my floor. Yeah. And that's how it's supposed to be. Right. That's how it's supposed to be. You see, when we've got an over under mentality, it's like always I'm looking for my honor. I'm looking for right. my position. I'm looking how far I can, you know, how, how much can flow from me down to everybody. Right. No, the, the grandfather grand, you know right. father principle and 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 it's not kingdom so um but that's the thing is when there's that true that true communion that takes place right like you've got something that i need but at the same time i've got something that you need right. so you know you and i we have we have that kind of thing is like we come from different perspectives, but we're each contributing consistently. And we don't go, okay, thus saith the Lord. You know, sometimes we do. But, I mean, most of the time it's just like it's something on our heart that we're sharing with each other. And I'm trusting that there was one of my purposes with this, not not only because I didn't want to sit and talk all by myself all the time, but it's just, you know, it's just I felt like you and I have always edified each other in relationship. And I... I felt like that was a model that I wanted others to see. Right, right. Yeah. You know, how how we you and I can talk without feeling threatened, without feeling insecure, without feeling uh, you know, without feeling like um, that I've got to compete with with each other. You know, that's the one right. thing I, I like. Now, some people will, but you know, when I have to compete, I just I keep quiet. I, I just right. You know, one thing, I, one thing I noticed, and, and I probably do it more than you do, but I, I'll cut in when I've got something. And just like it says, if, if you're prophesying, let it be by course, by two or three, let the other judge. But if the first one's speaking, second one has something, go ahead and say your part, let the first one be quiet and then go back to whatever it was you're doing. And a lot of times we forget what we were talking about anyway, you know, the first guy, but that's what conversation is. Yes because it strikes something in you just like just then i i talked right over the back end of what you were saying it isn't out of disrespect it's out of respect for what you just said yeah. and but that's the way i think i think that's important enough to mark right there i just want i want to i want to emphasize that and throw something else out at that and it's not that i'm trying to discount it or trying to whatever it's i want to emphasize that because yeah. a lot of times even in our own thinking, we're breezing right through something. Yeah, yeah. And to have somebody stop and say, that's something that hit me right there. Yeah. It, it, it emphasizes it back in my own heart. So uh, I appreciate that when somebody else will do that because I can always go back and talk about whatever it was I was talking about. I mean, it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Ooh, there's a squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, that's it. <laughs> I was, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm studying, but I'm finding it very hard because I sit here and I'm watching the video, but it's boring, you know. Yeah. Ooh, ooh what's that come up? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, what take? What should take twenty minutes to get through? It takes me two hours. Yeah. I'm like. <laughs> There's a T-shirt I want to get you. It says, "My doctor says ADD is." Oh, hey, look, a butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah now i i mean to sort of wrap up now is i 
you know, we've we've said a lot um, today, and again, um, and I don't think people re realize uh, the depth of what we're diving into in so many areas. Um, but I, you know, we really need to make an, a concerted effort to learn how to build genuine, authentic, transparent, honest relationships built with integrity and love obviously by the spirit of god not religiously you know yeah. because a religion will separate that's where agape came from though it means a decision to love it's not every day yeah it's not just a a feeling yeah it's a decision to love that's right. it's a decision to have a certain type of relationship i will never leave you nor forsake you not even till the end of the age that's right. I mean, we, you know, the thing is, is we can take, we can take, and you know, we, we in the Baptist Church, we used to sing, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another. And we used to hold hands and all sing, and, and everybody would be fighting afterwards, you know, it's just yeah. like, oh my word. We didn't know the practicalities of it and didn't understand it, didn't have any depth to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, our so, church would be singing. Our church on this side of the street would be singing. Will there be any gems in my crown? In my crown, and the church across the street was singing. No, not one. No, not one. Yeah, that's the way I grew up. So, <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> no divisions yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we we've covered the the divide. We, we've talked about the um you know speaking as the oracles of god just what he gives us to speak and i think you know that comes down to the genuineness of of our and our sincerity in being in relationship with others is just sharing i'm trying to be spiritual about it you yeah. know you're sharing out of the relationship with christ that you have ah, and that's the thing it's out of the fullness of who you are but at the same time, the practicality is you don't need to be praying an hour, you know, studying 15 hours no. of the word and stuff. It just takes a relationship. Mean, it just takes that relationship. You know, I can honestly say there's been times in the past where I've had no time to, to study and read and, you know, meditate and pray in the spirit and stuff. But I jump on a, jump on a, on a call with you and, you know, it just ignites and stuff happens and suddenly it all stirs up within me and we having this, you know, edifying conversation. It's just incredible. It's like, it, it's so powerful that the, the church would come to the original context again is, is actually a, a colony or a, yes, a colony or a communion or a community of relationships. Yeah, that's true. And if we lose that, we can't. We try to build a Sanhedrin, and Sanhedrin right. doesn't work, you know. So, um, yeah, let's let's focus on that. And you know, I'm I'm always open to more relationships. I, I don't mind confronting something, you know. If somebody, right. if I feel something's wrong and I don't agree with it, I'll confront it. But what I find is is that if you if you don't comply. And you don't um, conform. Yeah. Boom, baby. We reject you. We just ignore you, forget you, 
Um, doesn't matter what you, it doesn't matter where you are, what you're going through. It doesn't, it, no. we don't care. You didn't conform and you didn't comply. But boom, baby, you're gone. You it's know? interesting that in Ezekiel, it talks about the valley of dry bones. And it says in the latter part of that chapter, it says, uh, why are we all dried up? Why are we all in our grave still? And it says, because you've been cut off from all your parts. Yeah. Oh, wow. So at the very first, he says, now bones come together. He said, prophesy of the bones, bones come. So they all came together and it says each bone to each his bone where you fit. Yeah. And then it said, then he put sinew upon it first. Well, the sinew is the stuff, the ligaments and stuff that helps hold those bones together, makes them compacted together. Then he put flesh upon it. Then he put skin upon it. Yeah. It wasn't even covered at first. There was no covering. There was no nothing. There was just sinew that was drawing the two bones together to make them compactly fit again and function because that's what keeps the functioning going between the bones. And then that stood before him and he says, now prophesy to the wind. So he prophesied to the wind and the spirit came into them or the wind came into them and it stood before him a mighty army. But right now we're trying to prophesy to the wind of God and trying to make this mighty army, but there's no bones to bones. There's been no bones coming together. There is no relationship. There's no knitting together. There's no compacting. There's been no sinew that has been put on the bones. We're still like scattered bones that are dried up and cut off from all of our parts. And he's saying now prophesy. And so we just, I just say right now in the name of Jesus Christ, bones come together. Bones right now fit together and move in the name of Jesus right now. Bones move and come together. And he's going to cause the sinew to come upon it. He's going to cause them to draw together and be knitted together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth. Then he's going to put flesh upon it, then skin, and then finally he's going to breathe upon it once again. And it's going to happen in that that order. That's the way it works. And we try to get this breath to come upon us we're prophesying to the wind we're pro and it's not going to do anything until the bones come together each to each his bone and to yeah. fit where they fit it just won't work exactly right exactly wow yeah powerful word to end off with powerful all right well steve thank you for your time spending time with me i'm always thank you better. yeah it's always great spending time together well i'm encouraged this morning and certainly, um, you know, it's time to take some action. I mean, it's just, you know, for me, it's like, what do I need to do now with this? Well, you know, what's the next right. thing that I need to do? And uh, do I need to free myself up more for more relationship? I don't know. You know, it's just like, what, whatever it is. I'm that's who you are, though, Sean. Honestly, that's who you are. The relationships that you have already, it's just that I'll put it in my terms. I've been blinded by all the little sparkly things out there and whatever else it is I feel like I might supposed to be doing in order to get something rolling when actually the relationships have been there the whole time. It's rolling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been rolling. Yeah. Yeah. The bones are there. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, I have a sense of still some of the stuff that we will be looking at in the future, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. I, I believe that. Yeah. Anyway. I, th- I think there's, there's stuff to come, you know, for us. Right. 
in the future. So um, where we're taking this to others, you know, on a relational level. Right. So uh, like you said, modeling how it works, showing them how it works. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah, that's it. Well, thanks very much, folks, for being with us. Uh, trust you stayed with us right through until the end. And uh, we pray that um, yeah, some of the stuff would just like really be seed into your soul. Um, because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And uh, we, we, need, we need the church to arise and truly reveal the right. truths and the power and, the, and the, the righteousness, peace, and joy of the kingdom in the Holy Ghost. You know, we really need that. And, and, you know, when I think of righteousness, peace, and joy, I just, I think of the, I can't do it on a pole in a room by myself. I, or, you know, on a pole on top of a pole somewhere. It, it's got to be done within the context of relationships. You're not so. talking about dancing on a pole, are you? No, 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 no okay. not pole dancing either. No, okay. No. okay, good. good. <laughs> yeah. That's not a good picture. <laughs> Have you seen this body, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry. I just, uh, when you said on a pole, I'm just going, wait a minute. <laughs> now, you know, those guys that used to go, but one, one guy sat for 15 years or something like that. And oh, yeah. On the platform on top of a pole and his disciples send, pulled up water and food for him for 15 years. And I thought, well, they weren't disciples. <laughs> they were stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, oh man. I mean, like, disciple somebody from up there. No, you don't even grow. I mean, you would, you know, uh, anyway. Interesting, interesting world we live in. All righty then. Thanks for being with us, folks. It's a (laughs) blessing to be with you. Until next Friday, this is Sean and Steve saying over and out, and God bless you.